0: It's episode 176 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in my dining room with one half of the excellence that is A&N Ceramics, Nicole Schiller. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I've been a huge fan of y'all's. And I, I feel like it's been forever, but y'all just got started in 2020.
1: Uh yes, the December of 2020 is when we like decided like let's sell work and make a brand <laughs> and make a thing.
0: And you did. I mean, it took mm. off. I mean, so like you and your partner Adam, mm-hmm. y'all masterminded this and really executed it super well. And I'm like, "We're already getting like right into it, right?" But I'm just blown away by how much I guess progress is the word that y'all have made and it's been like a year and a half. I, I mean a little over a year and a half.
1: Yeah. A little over a year and a half. And I'm glad it seems that way because it has definitely been a modge podge chaotic journey
0: <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, but. ceramics though specifically like how I was talking to somebody today who asked me who I was interviewing and I told them about you and they are of course, are have been a fan mm-hmm. and, uh, my mindset behind ceramics and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not as though you just like go to a hobby store and try (laughs) ceramics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, there's some places where you can go and like you glaze your own ceramic piece and people are like, I'm a ceramicist, (laughs) which is like, it's close. It's like half of the process. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an investment hobby. Like it's not like, I'm just going to buy some paints. It's right. like, let me invest into like you have to it's it's a little bit um, unfortunate that it is that way mm-hmm. in some regards because we also teach. And so sometimes I would like I, w- I would like it to be more accessible to people to yes. be able to try out. And we teach at the art center. And so like that's oh, beautiful awesome. that we people can come in and try it and be like, you never see him again. And some people yes, they are yes. like, I want to be members. I want to sign up. I want to do this. And then they don't have to commit to buying kilns or glazes yes knowing all of that stuff um but like that's not how it is everywhere right and so like (laughs) we're really unfortunate here
0: to have a clay studio uh, I don't think I realized... Okay, heads up, because my cat just jumped up on the table. I know you're a cat person, but beware, because he will let you do that, and then he'll turn on you. So just be aware. My cat is the same. Okay, way. I'm just, I'm so sorry in advance if he scratches you, because he can be a dick sometimes. But he but he jumped up and literally just put his head in your hands. So, okay, I, I'm like, wow, amazed. All right, uh, okay, so you said... So both of y'all teach, or it's just you? We both teach at the Art Center, okay. which
1: is it's like a, a third side
0: job. Yeah, well, because... All right, and so this might be older, or um, it might, I'm not sure if it's still true, but that on y'all's website it says y'all teach classes at the Barry Brown Clay Studio?
1: Yeah, so that's okay. part of the art center. Okay. It's like a, I didn't realize it's that. It's in the back of the art center, mm-hmm. and it's like they're part of the art center, but separate. It's a weird. Okay connection that they have okay cool so but yeah it's definitely back there it's open during the farmer's market you Mm -hmm. can wander around back there um they always sell pieces out of there and like someone's almost always doing a demo um and they show you the place they tell you about classes um the wheel class is a four-week class there's an intro class
0: it's not as intimidating yeah Wow, I had no idea, <laughs> and I feel like I should, having being like a Corpus Christi native, I should know these things. It's
1: like, it's like the best kept secret, it's also a community studio, so like for the longest time we didn't have kilns, and we would buy our clay there, we would work there, we would glaze our stuff there, we did like everything there, and until we eventually got kilns at home, but it's such a good deal, it's like $140 a year. For, like, your membership. And that includes your firings, your glazes, everything. And just for, like, like, perspective, whenever I fire a kiln at home, it costs me about five to six bucks, depending on, like, how long the firing was. Really? Yeah, so every time, so you don't have to wait to, like, fill up a whole kiln, like, you've got other people doing that. It's volunteer run, so other people are loading your stuff if you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's a pretty sick deal.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, and I think it's neat that you actually have a, a cost value associated with every time you fire up a kiln i think that's really important especially yeah. when it comes to running business, <laughs> uh, having a business yeah um and we're gonna get into that but so something that i thought was really neat that you said is um you wish that you know ceramics were more accessible you had made a post geez i'm, I'm not sure when it was but it was on the ann Instagram page and it was talking about, you know, how it really can be an expensive thing to <laughs> undertake, but you managed to figure out ways of like secondhand or thrifting or, you know, wh- what have you, alternate ways of of uh, establishing yourselves to make it slightly more affordable. And so like, what was the mindset behind that? Cause I really love that you shared that. So
1: secretly, um, Adam is a hoarder.
0: <laughs> Shout out Adam.
1: <laughs> um, and and like that's a that's a big thing is that he he really has a hard time letting stuff go even like broken equipment or Mm -hmm. things that like which is kind of a good thing because there are pieces of equipment that we've fixed or utilized or repurposed and that way to save money and also it was it's kind of like sad but fortunate during COVID, a lot of people decided to pick up ceramics as their hobby, yes. which is expensive. And so yes. everybody went out and bought brand new wheels or expensive equipment or this or that. And then they realize, I'm not actually that passionate about it. And then they <laughs> put it on the marketplace. for <laughs> Oh! <laughs> and so, wow. then they resell it. And, like, you're, like, getting a piece of pottery equipment that's, like, yeah, it's maybe been used half the year. But in the lifespan of a lot of pottery equipment, half a year is, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. That, like, a lot of that equipment can, like, last 10 to 20 years. Like, some people are selling 20-year-old brands on the marketplace for, like, half value. And I'm, like, that thing is... 20 years old <laughs> like i but they still work they're just yes you know they're Aged. special yeah. they're just special <laughs> Well <said. laughs> um but yeah so like and and it definitely was like an overtime thing um the clay community is pretty small and pretty tight yes even like not just in corpus but in texas in general mm-hmm. um and so if you're like friends with people like up and wrote up at in San Antonio, there's a ceramic store called Roadrunner, and they have a really small but great community up there. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, know people, they're like, oh, hey, like, I found this thing. Do you need it? Or I already got one. Do you need nice. it? Nice. And so it's really you are looking nice. out for
0: each other. Yeah. That's fantastic. And
1: then just as far as, like, glazes and stuff goes, like, you just slowly, like, build up. It's a matter of just slowly building up, like, okay, we have to pay ourselves so we can eat, and then we have to put some money aside to buy, like, materials, and then it's prioritizing like do we need glaze or do we need this other thing or what about this thing that we've been talking about we need or whatnot so it's it's a lot of secondhand stuff Mm -hmm. um just getting really good deals on and just fixing it or maintaining it yes um but we did get like we did uh save enough money to buy like a small kiln of our uh, like, brand new from the manufacturer. Congratulations! That's
0: huge! And
1: it came in, in we ordered it, like, last fall, and it came in, like, in January, so it was, like, a nice little, like, Christmas present yes, for ourselves. Yes!
0: <laughs> because lead times on that are long, right? It's not like they just have them in stock, necessarily?
1: Yeah, so for a lot of pottery equipment, like, big equipment, at least, um, most of it's directly from the manufacturer. So they actually make a lot of that stuff to order. Okay. So they, like, because there's, because cust- you have to customize, like, the outlet, the plug, like, for your your house mm. versus like oh. re- like residential versus like yes a, like a warehouse or something like that yes and so if you get the wrong plug then you're like well
0: and like, there's not like an adapter <laughs> or something like well not an easy one you
1: <laughs> like you can hire an electrician oh yeah but no
0: i mean we all know electricians <laughs> know their worth let's just say that right now
1: exactly so it's like uh, okay, am I going to like risk shocking myself or should? Yeah, yeah.
0: no, there's a, okay. I I didn't even consider this, (laughs) um, but I'm stoked for y'all that y'all got to the point where like, you know, like you said, y'all did what y'all needed to do to like get the business established and be able to put out really amazing products. And then like you said, once y'all took care of all the necessities, you realize like, Hey, we can actually invest in a brand new piece of equipment. You know, Um, that's amazing. It was, it was a, great experience but
1: the i mean there's no immediate satisfaction it's not like you know getting something from amazon and you get it like the next five days we had to wait 12 weeks to get our kiln yes and then by the time we got it i was like oh yeah we got a kiln yeah
0: <laughs> but that's always like, nice right when yeah. you forget then it's like really a welcome surprise exactly. that's fantastic and so that i have been taking you all over the place um well my initial question was how did you get into ceramics Because was it through the Art Center um, program or did you delve into it, you know, on your own or how did that go? So I actually
1: have an art background starting in high school. I went to a very liberal high school in North Austin. Wow. You're from Austin? Yeah.
0: How cool. (laughs) Welcome to Corpus.
1: (laughs) But um, I've been here for the past like five years. Mm -hmm. Um, I came here for school. But yeah, I did a I did an art program in high school where I took sculpture and ceramics for four years. So, <laughs> wow. um, I got like my hands in a lot of stuff that people don't even get to touch or think about mm. until they go off to a college program. Yes. Um, and then I came here for college. Um, I fell in love with one of the professors and his teaching methods and he was just like a really friendly person when I came to campus and it felt like home, felt like family. Um, I, a lot of people probably know him. His name's Greg Ruder. He, he's retired now. Okay. Um, but he was a main reason that like, at, I decided to come to this university, and I, like, really enjoyed my undergraduate experience.
0: I'm so So. (laughs) glad, because you never, you know, whenever people move from a city like Austin to a city like Corpus, it can go either way, you know what I mean, with how y'all fare here. See,
1: and I'm, like, I loved moving to Corpus. Like, it was slower. It was, like, it's not so small, like, Tiny small town Texas where yes. everybody knows everybody and all your business and like, you know, when you took a dump that day and like, you know, all that <laughs> <laughs> detailed stuff that you're like, why
0: did, I? You know? some towns are legitimate, the, yeah. legitimate that way.
1: Yeah. And so, but like, it's big enough to be like a city, but, and have like city amenities, but not, you know, massive, like Austin, like back home, my parents still live in Austin. But back home, like, I feel like I get lost just going back to my parents' house. Really? And my parents have been in the same house for over 30 years. Yeah.
0: What part of Austin? North
1: Austin. Okay. Round, round Rock area. Yes. Like, they're, like, technically on the border, so they're not Round Rock, but they're close enough. Whatever. Yeah.
0: They probably go to stores in Round Rock? Yeah. Like, yeah. I
1: mean, like, my it was Round Rock ISD that I went to, but, like, we pay Austin taxes. Got it. Got, <laughs> it got it. Got it. Stuff okay. Like that. Yeah. So it was, like, close enough. Um, but yeah, like I don't leave, like when I visit home, I don't leave like a 10 mile radius in my house. I'm yeah. like, Nope. Yeah. You're this not, is enough. That's an adventure. <laughs> but like, but like here in Corpus, I'm like, Oh, I got to drive downtown or like, cause, cause I live in the bluff. So it's like, Oh, it, I didn't know you <laughs> lived in the bluff. <laughs> yeah. It's an, ad- it's an adventure traveling, but it's, it's weird. Cause it's not as much of a hassle. Yes. Mentally. Like my brain is like, Oh, I can drive across town. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: but you're right. Um, and I've heard that a lot from people who, whether they're visiting or moving here, that, yeah, like you said, it's less, it's less mentally taxing to make a trip somewhere.
1: Yes. In like, town. Like, and just like the thought of driving 20 minutes to get food, like, isn't that big of a deal. But back home, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, it's more than 10 minutes away from the house. Do we have to go get yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> do, do we have to? And um, it's just crazy. It's chaotic. I know a lot of people love living in Austin mm-hmm. um, and it's it's for some people. Yes. That's I just, the
0: perfect way to describe it.
1: It's just like Corpus is for some people. Yes. You know, and um, but I just like I like the pace of it. It's like a nice in between. My parents grew up in a really tiny town in Texas. And so they're both from really town, Texas. Yeah. Where? It's called Cameron
0: okay i've heard of cameron
1: it's like near temple it's about an hour 45 minutes from temple yeah um and it's not as small as it used to be but it's definitely like small town texas like one grocery store like that's the most fancy thing is the dairy queen yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like where are we going (laughs) tonight exactly exactly and like i i feel like corpus is kind of a nice in between i always enjoyed going to my grandparents because it was like it was open, (laughs) it was open, it was, like, just, like, not houses crammed together, but also, like, it's kind of weird going to the grocery store and people knew who you were and you're like,
0: I don't know who you are though. Yes. Like, yeah, that's very interesting. But I guess your grandparents have been talking about you. My
1: grandparents, like they'll be like, oh, I read about you in the news. I was like, the news? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what did they say? I didn't even know I was in the news. Yeah,
1: they'll be, they'll like post everybody's birthdays in the news. Like they used, Are you serious? Yeah, they used to post, or on the radio, like they'll play your favorite song on the radio. That's kind
0: of cool. And, I have to be uh, honest. <laughs> I like that, that personalized touch.
1: Yeah, and like, but then they would also like- Release like the list of everybody who had warrants out for their arrest that day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, happy birthday, Nicole! <laughs> uh, in other news, most wanted in the county are or like or like if you had a parking ticket yeah. and you're like. <laughs> why do we need that well i think it's funny too because people be side-eyeing you in the store hey that person has an unpaid parking ticket calling in the tips hotline or whatever (laughs) oh my gosh that is so funny i've never heard that before (laughs) that is hysterical i mean so they meaning your family what do they think about the fact that you're down here and you're a year and nine months into owning a very successful business
1: my parents are super supportive. My parent, I'm I'm extremely fortunate. My parents have always been super supportive of my artistic endeavors. I started being like starting art in high school. Like, my parents have never told me like. Well, you shouldn't be an artist or you shouldn't do that because you're not going to make any money. Yes. Um, And like my parents themselves, they don't give themselves enough credit for being creative, but they do have like science lab backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So like when I was... And then like my brother does too. So when it came to me being like, I'm going to go into liberal arts, they were like, good luck. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know yeah. how to help you, but good luck. <laughs> I <laughs> love that though. <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, like they they're really supportive my mom tries to buy like all of my things and i'm like mom you like clothed me and fed me and housed me for your like i'm just gonna give this to you she's like no 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 i'm gonna buy it and oh, i'm like I love no, no, that. no 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 <laughs> no
0: yeah you I don't me- have to pay mom <laughs> if anybody we'll make everybody else pay not you
1: yeah and it's like it's like no i'll just i'll just give it to you like it's really okay and then she'll be like no i'm
0: i'm paying for it <laughs> but i to me that really does just take the support that much further because mm-hmm. it, it shows that she really values what you put into the piece as well as the piece itself because y'all produce some beautiful pieces my <laughs> goodness eye-catching the internet doesn't do it justice the internet does a good job don't get me wrong <laughs> and, and the website is at and i say at and in ceramics and then it's like dot is it a dot com it's There's like, like a dot, dot, something com. dot com
1: i think it's like dot wix dot that. because i'm like we, That's what it we is. We haven't made enough money to, you know, get a web full website domain yes. yet.
0: But <laughs> the, the website's legit. Um, so when you first started, I mean, I guess, so you had some practice in high school, but were you initially, like, really good? Like, did clay just make sense to you? Or was it something that you kind of had to work at?
1: So the wheel is always, like, everybody has to work at the wheel, like, that's like the first thing I want to tell everybody like it is not as easy as Instagram or any YouTube video makes it look like like those people have had lots and lots of practice it's like playing an instrument Mm -hmm. um but no I actually didn't pick up the wheel until like my junior senior year of high school Mm -hmm. and I had like a teacher who kind of knew the wheel but um my introduction to ceramics was mostly ceramic sculpting so I was familiar with clay as a material the process how it works um but I wasn't like like this wheel I was like oh YouTube videos, that'll be easy. <laughs> so it was, like, I struggled for so long, and, like, I made some okay things in high school for, like, being mostly self-taught at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, there, like, looking back now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I wish somebody would have told me this sooner, because, like, having an instructor, like, there, like, watching you do every little thing and being like this is the pressure you need to use and this and that um like adam does in his classes like that accelerates like what people learn in that four-week class is like what i struggle feel like i struggled to learn over like two years wow and it it matters it like it's like having somebody there like watching you constantly and like it's just like coaching for a sport yes um but then I, i went to college for a year i was like okay yeah the wheel whatever I'm a sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like get out of here. And wheel. then, um, and then, but I did do wheel work because it was, it was fun. it is kind of like, once you get the hang of it, it is kind of like mentally calming. Cause you don't have to like think as much about like every little detail. Um, like the, the thinking, the thinking process is just slightly different. It's like mm-hmm. your right brain versus your left brain. Yes. Um, kind of, kind of difference. And, um, but yeah, but then I did a summer internship or yeah, I worked as a studio tech for Austin Pottery. I went home for a summer and they were looking for a new studio tech. So How cool. I spent the summer loading and unloading kilns in a really hot
0: shed. <laughs> Just sweating all summer. And I was
1: basically in a sauna like for two and a half months. Um, I was getting paid and it was a really okay, good, good experience. Um And like I got really efficient at loading a kiln. (laughs) Like Um, real good. (laughs) They had five electric kilns like that were big in this metal shed and two were firing while three were cooling almost constantly like every other day. Yes. And so it was very hot. (laughs) And (laughs) I probably lost like, I don't know, at least like 10 pounds just sweating. Yes. (laughs) Isn't
0: that wild?
1: And it was, um, but it was a really good experience because I got to take classes for free,
0: um, with an instructor. That sounds like a really nice gig. I mean, besides the, you know, sweating your (laughs) ass off. Regularly, yeah. It sounds like a pretty good give and take.
1: I learned I learned a lot about like studio practice, community studio. Um, if I were to ever have my own community studio, things I did and didn't like about it, or like methods and techniques of doing things, just like more practical, like business kind of things, rather than like creative, like how I would sculpt something, but more like how are we going to store glazes so n- not everybody like messes them up and yeah. like, they get dirty, and what's a good process for all of this. Um, So stuff like that, I think, was really beneficial, especially going to university, because going to university is like a community studio Mm -hmm. and just learning like, well, this might be a better way to store this or do this or
0: blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like tricks of the trade almost. Yeah. And so
1: um, honestly, during that summer, my throwing improved more than the two years I did in high school of just piddling around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went into that's when I started going when I went back to school. That's when I started getting into more advanced ceramics classes. And getting better at the wheel. Um, but then COVID happened. Um <laughs>
0: God, COVID.
1: COVID happened my last semester in college.
0: <laughs> oh no. Yeah,
1: so that was kind of a. Uh, there's like a lot of silver linings to it. Um but yeah, COVID happened, like hit the spring of my senior year. So I never got I never got a BFA show, like yeah. a thesis show. Oh um, I just I'm sorry wrote man. my essay in turn yeah (laughs) and (laughs) that's
0: it it's just why you like
1: write your thesis essay on this theoretical show um and it was really hard because I was an installation slash sculpture based artist so like I couldn't it wasn't like I had some classmates who were like printmakers or painters who like it was a slightly easier to adopt for their home life yes but I lived on the third floor of my apartment I can't weld up there yeah install or mock up things like I had one extra bedroom cause my roommate moved out and Yeah, it was like, it, I was like, ah. oh <laughs> and I lived goodness. on campus too. So
0: it was like, couldn't, be I heard like, y'all can't have microwaves.
1: We have microwaves. Someone, you can't I have candles.
0: Me, okay. Someone told me something like that. Y'all couldn't have something.
1: All the apartments have microwaves. Okay. Yeah.
0: I thought that that was a weird thing. It's good, <laughs> good to know that is debunked, <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, so, but <clears throat> back to, so the COVID happened, I wasn't that great at ceramics. But somehow I feel like that may
0: not be accurate. I bet you were actually pretty good. I
1: was all right at ceramics. um, But I was taking a ceramics class last semester. And um, the winter before, that's when I actually met Adam. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. So so like winter 2019-ish is when I met Adam. And then he decided to go back to school. And that's like the same semester he decided to go back to school, actually. Um, And then we were in the same ceramics class in the spring. And then he was like, well, I have a wheel at home. Do you want to, like, I have a home studio. Do you just want to, like, make stuff there? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of being inside of my apartment. With yes. With nobody or nothing around. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I started going over there and making a bunch of pots. And so then my throwing up better because of practice. And then...
0: When it's, he, already he already was had, pretty skilled.
1: Oh, adam, Adam's adam been skilled forever. He, okay. um yeah, he worked That's what he does for his job. He's a professional potter. Like other than for a and Ceramics, like Bill Wilhelmy, who had the show at the Art Museum, he's currently his production
0: potter. Wow. So
1: Adam throws like all of his mugs, all yes. his bases, his platters, his things, and then like Bill just he decorates them. He adds his little monsters. He gives them all the artistic touches. Yes. But Adam's he's like he I provides need, the base. Yeah, he's like I need ten mugs, the size, the shape. Perfectly the same or whatever. Wow. And so that's what he does. He just he and he's really good at it. Yes. Um. But he learned. He picked up throwing. He took. a I think he took a class at Del Mar, and then he just um, hung around the Barry Brown Clay Studio a lot. Mm-hmm. And he like threw there for like years. And like, I don't think he kept anything he made. Like he constantly would throw it and then cut it in half, rewedge it, and then make it make something new.
0: That is. Adam's living the life (laughs) but it sounds like um and it it also sounds like you two it was like a serendipitous meeting because how did the discussion because at the time you I mean you said you were getting better after you started you know using his home studio but when did you feel like okay like I'm making stuff like I really like like I want to share with people
1: um I think so we start really started so I felt we started selling ceramics because I was like, man, we don't have storage space. <laughs> we don't <laughs> have space to keep all this stuff, and there's so much stuff. And I was like, you know, and it's it's good stuff. So we we should we should sell stuff. <laughs> 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 and, like, and so I was like, we can do this. Like I have I have a slight business background. I got my minor in business administration. I can tell
0: that you do because of some of the things that you said throughout our conversation so far. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I always felt like that was going to be like important. Like you can't just. I mean, you can't just make art. You can, but um, knowing how to like market or business side or do all that basic stuff is really important as well. Yes. Um, and I, I kind of anticipated that, and that's why I was like, I should get a business minor.
0: Well, I, you called it because, like I said, when, we, um, when you visit the A&N Ceramics website, literally every question that a buyer could have is answered. Like I went through there and I was like, wow, like if you're interested in wholesale, which you guys do, y'all literally give them all the options. If you want logos or decals or whatever. Um, I was very (laughs) impressed by that. Um, And I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but you definitely, I feel like you, you were prepared. Like you definitely had the foresight to get that minor in business.
1: That and then also, I think a lot, like especially with our website, um, I've been const- I constantly like ask myself like what is the what is someone going to ask me yes um, or what am I answering a lot like over and over and over again and what am I tired of typing out the response to yes <laughs> um and like I interned at the Lexington for a summer and oh, I worked wow. in the marketing office so a lot of my job was like answering the questions and figuring out like how to get the information to the people that they needed mm-hmm. and then also working at Case space Contemporary I'm the artist coordinator there Oh so wow. constantly it's like let me just put all of the information on the website that i possibly can
0: <laughs> i don't think i knew that about you you're the art artist coordinator at Space.
1: yeah i'm the education and artist coordinator how
0: cool but... is that is that what you meant whenever you're like it's like a third job oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is freaking cool uh okay so you're like all right we don't have enough space let's start selling this stuff so was the next step pop-ups or was it the etsy shop like you know what i mean like how did y'all actually get pop-ups Word came. out pop-ups
1: came first because okay. um actually we had a so nathaniel huffman we're actually pretty good friends with him mm-hmm. and he was like hey i'm like not really wanting to do my wednesday spot as farmer's market anymore i prefer doing the saturday morning markets because mornings are better for me yeah and then we were like oh cool like during the holidays we're like could we like slide into mm-hmm. the spot and then they were like yeah sure i don't yeah cool <laughs> so we started doing the farmer's market and um i love doing the farmer's market it's like such a friendly atmosphere we're really good friends working at k-space we're really good friends with everybody at the art center and just like their staff and also it kind of makes sense because we can hype up the Barry brown clay studio for sure we can be like hey next door
0: this is where we also teach classes yes it's 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 (laughs) a win-win for sure yeah so
1: we started doing the farmer's market and then slowly it was like well we should do this this one and then this one and then this one and then this one and then for about the first year you probably saw us at a lot of markets like Mm -hmm. crazy and spinning our wheels and we were like okay at like last year at the end of the year we were like okay we got to reevaluate. like (laughs) yeah what do
0: we want to do next just
1: mostly because like adam's a full-time student and he works and like i work almost full-time so it's like and we both teach classes so it's like okay maybe we should like be a little bit more choosy about like our market situation and stuff like that and then that's when we were like okay well maybe we need to post stuff online too Mm -hmm. like online is another avenue i'm really bad at posting on etsy sometimes just because it's it's like tedious work and i have to be like in the mood to like sit down and photograph and just and and it's and ceramics is so big and bulky that i like we have like storage bins of it Mm -hmm. like for pop-ups and stuff And if I want to post something to Etsy, I have to like go dig through the bins. Yes. And then find it and then put it, like take the photos. Well, they have to be nice (laughs) photos, right? Because you're trying to appeal
0: to a consumer. Exactly. And then
1: it's like, do I do it outside? What's the weather like? Do I do it inside? Do I move all the furniture in my tiny house to like make this nice photo? Like,
0: yeah, it's it's a lot.
1: Yeah. And then and then it's like, okay, I did all this work for 30 minutes for these two photos or or six photos and I got to upload them. And now I've published it. Great.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the end. Yeah. Like it's, I got to like it. You have to type the description or yeah. people want
0: to know how much, like how many ounces it holds. And oh like, yes. All of that. You're right. Yeah. Measurements for sure. Yeah. Dishwasher safe. All that kind of Microwave stuff. Microwave safe. Yes. Oven
1: safe. Can yes. I do this with it? Like, like, yeah. Like you can do, once you buy it, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yours, baby. <laughs> like, and it's just, like it's good like etsy's been good to us we've get, gotten a lot of foot trap or site website traffic that we wouldn't have otherwise and yes. we've sent, been able to send pieces elsewhere mm-hmm. yeah um, that, that's pretty cool And it's just like, and it's nice to be able to share. And like, if we go, we started doing out of town markets.
0: I saw that. Y'all have been all over the place. I'm all, where is that? (laughs) Uh, I mean, like Houston Houston, and San Antonio, Dripping Springs.
1: Austin's a big one because um, my family's still there. So it's like a little bit more convenient to be like, hey, mom, hey, dad. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're
0: going to crash with you for the weekend. We're just going to eliminate our expense right now. but i don't blame you having to rent a room can can be pricey and then the gas and you know whatever
1: yeah and the thing about <laughs> markets is it's so hit or miss it's like and it it's can be i don't want to say demoralizing demoralizing is not the right word but it can be like disheartening sometimes if you have a bad market yes and it's I, not, and i've
0: heard that from other people yeah. with businesses too that it's not yeah. as
1: bad, like, if you didn't pay anything to be there and, like, and whatnot. Oh, that's right, because you to pay, what is it, vendor's fees or whatever sometimes? Well, like, we have to pay a booth, booth fee to whoever, is. like, is running a market. And sometimes a booth fee is, like, $75, and you're, like, okay, like, I can make back $75. But once we start to, having to travel places, we're, like, okay, that's $75, plus my gas to yes. get there, plus my gas to get back, plus yes. a room if we have, and it's, like... It's starting to add up. So you're yes. like, I hope this is a really good yeah. market. Um, Whereas like if I can, but we've realized that like staying here in Corpus sometimes like became hit or miss for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we were doing so many markets. Right. And we were like, well, maybe we should just like continue being in Corpus locally, but just kind of like be a little bit more like we're yes, be space here once a month. Yes. And like here and over here
0: um kind of thing like one of my favorite places to pop up is lazy beach Brewing. yes i still haven't been to their second <laughs> saturday thing but i saw that y'all are kind of like regulars there i'm like i need to go
1: yeah they they try to rotate people out so it's not the same thing every month which yes. i think is really great um but they're right down the road from us mm. and like jess and Corey are great hosts like they the, it's just like the vibe there is so great like even if we don't sell a whole lot i still enjoyed being there yes that's and important yeah and it's like I'm okay with being there. Whereas like sometimes you go to a market, like I've been to plenty of markets where I didn't make money. I didn't make my booth feedback. I didn't like the vibe there. I was having a terrible time. And we were just like, let's leave. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Let's just pack up. Like, like at least if it's going to be not great, like money wise, at least like have an enjoyable vibe.
0: Yes. No, (laughs) I'm with you because I mean, that's your time, you know, and there's a lot of prep that goes into, pop-ups i wouldn't even know where to begin like what is y'all's preparation process to attend a, a pop-up market
1: so it's a little bit easier now because we have everything kind of like packed together in like not little but like in a big like ready to go kit yeah um it's like we need this bin this bin this bin these shelves and like kind of thing the main thing is like tetrising it in the back of somebody's vehicle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um we used to take two vehicles to pop-ups and we were like this is not efficient this yeah. is not good we yeah. we need to like eliminate something here um and so we like we built our own display shelves to fold down or break apart kind of thing because buying stuff like that is expensive yes like like merchandising displays are so expensive and then we're like well they're not big enough they don't Mm -hmm. do what we want or they're too big they're too long they don't hold they're not the right color yes (laughs) so we were like you know what let's just buy some wood like we have a skill saw we have some saw horses we'll just like take an afternoon we know how to sand we know how to like cut stuff like how
0: amazing (laughs) is that though you know what i mean that y'all know how to how to use the tools and y'all know how to build like y'all are both artists with this kind of experience that's amazing
1: yeah it took us it took us a couple of renditions like over the past year and a half you'll probably notice our shelves changed a lot (laughs) (laughs) we had like one shelving system and then another and then another and they've slowly gotten better so the ones that we have now are like they probably need a little a couple of changes here and there but Mm. they're pretty pretty darn close to like what we like what we want um because the other thing is is they they have to be windproof and really stable because we have had shelves tip over with all of our stuff
0: on it (laughs) even with the ceramics on it yeah Because those were, I mean, not heavy, but they're solid. Yeah. Wow. Well, the wind here is madness. Let's be real.
1: We've had, like, like, there was this one farmer's market. And granted, it was like a crappy plastic shelf.
0: (laughs) And there was,
1: like, and whatnot. But it was, like, super windy. And um, it just, like, picked it up and topped it over. And I was, like, well. Everything broke? Everything broke.
0: And I was just, like well <laughs> <laughs> you handled it better than me i would have just been i've cried maybe a lot of cried. people a lot of
1: people were freaking out about it and i think being a potter eventually you get kind of like detached from your work because that's good it's relatively easy to recreate it's not like making a sculpture or something you spent a little bit more time on um it still takes me time to like make all that stuff but like if you were to smash a mug in front of me i'd be like I guess I'll just make another. Yeah.
0: But if you were supposed to have, like a sculpture or something for me, would be like, Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> okay. That gives me some perspective. Cause y'all had also made a post, um, where you showed a busted, I guess it was a pot. Cause y'all had fired the kiln too fast. Oh yeah. Yes. And y'all were like, this just goes to show like, we're not a machine, like mass producing yeah. these things. These are all made by hand. And sometimes stuff like this happens. Yeah.
1: Or like, and we're human and we err and like, that was because we were like, oh, yeah, it's dry. It's well, cause dry What does enough. that mean?
0: I don't know what it means to fire too fast. What does that even mean? Well,
1: okay, so the kilns, like, fire, like, they don't just, they're not like an oven. They, they go to, like, they can be like an oven where you're like, 1800 degrees,
0: go. I think that's the only kiln I've ever <laughs> seen, to be honest. <laughs>
1: um, but they have computers on them, and so you can set what's called a ramp and, like, holds and stuff like that. So ramp one is, like, 200 degrees, and it fires at a rate of 200 degrees until it gets to 200 degrees and then it stays there for a certain temperature and so on and so forth so you can get like really fancy with your programs. okay um and we that first firing that we do is slow like we always fire stuff slow except for in that in that instance (laughs) (laughs) and um and so what happens is is that the clay wasn't dry enough and so when what happens in the kiln at a molecular level is that all the water is leaving yes. the clay body and yes. it, that's when it's officially becoming ceramics
0: oh wow um, oh so, thank you for that <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah
1: so it officially becomes ceramics when all the molecular water is leaving so wow. it's in that first firing um and what happened was there's too much water and that's why it shattered like that. It, there was too much water in yeah. there and it fired too quickly. And so it steamed off and didn't have anywhere to go. So it created a lot of pressure between all that.
0: So it just exploded. Bro, got <laughs> it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool to hear the science behind that. Uh, and now it makes sense. But I really like that y'all shared that as part of the process. Like this is going to happen from time to time when you're making handmade items.
1: Oh, yeah. And know. then there's like tons of stuff that people don't see. Like, um... Like, recently, I had an order for, like, 30 mugs, and I didn't post this, but they all got ruined. <laughs> oh, no! And it was, like, a really depressing time opening the kiln, because I was like, oh, God. God, of course that's depressing. 30 mugs? It was, yeah, it was, like, 30 of them, and I was like, wow, all 30, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, not even one? Like, <laughs> I can maybe salvage this one. <laughs> like, it was, so but... I mean, like, I don't post stuff like that, but maybe I, mean, maybe I should. No, no, like, <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, but it's, like, it, it's Social happening. Social media is interesting. Like, yeah. What, you
0: de- po- what people post and what they don't, like, I mean, truthfully, it's none of our business, you know what I right. mean? Right. Uh, and, like, that's the
1: thing, like, I want people to know, like, this happens. Like, yeah. like when I was in high school, like, this, this doesn't apply to me now, and I, like, I hope it doesn't apply to other people. But my instructor always told us... Um, the rule of clay is a third, a third, a third, and um, a third of your work expect to lose to the first firing. A third of your work expect to like lose to the second firing by being like putting an ugly glaze on it or the glaze malfunctions or something happens. And then maybe you'll like a third of your work. Wow. <laughs> and so if you go go in with that expectation, it's kind of hard to be
0: disappointed.
1: You'd be like, if you think of it in that way, you're like, yeah. oh, well, I guess. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of pleasant <laughs>
0: surprises maybe. Yeah. Uh, so. But what I th- also think is really neat about your work is that you really do incorporate. So, in addition to your actually, you know, making the piece, you also decorate the piece. So, like, I saw you putting like the cactus on there. Mm-hmm. That was something that you did uh, this past summer, mm-hmm. um, which was a beautiful set. My goodness. And so, what inspires. I don't know if you would call that a line necessarily, but like what inspires like designs that you decide to make multiples of or like, you know what I mean? To put, to put out there for sale.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's mostly like just whatever I kind of like feel like at the time. Um, Like making pottery and pots on the wheel is really calming and has its like, has its place. Um, But like you engaging that other part of your creative brain to actually like do like more design or think something through is like, it's, you got to do something else to like scratch that itch. Yes. Um, We do a lot of cactuses because we have a huge, well, not we, Adam has a huge cactus collection. He's all about, he's the man with the green thumb. (laughs) I'm like, we'll water it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Kind of thing. But, um, so we have lots of them to look at. Like, like, I mean like hundreds to look at (laughs) literally (laughs) in our backyard. And um, yeah, I mean, and also it just, being here in corpus like the beach theme gets a little bit overplayed in my mm-hmm. opinion and it's it's just not my thing yeah um like i'm totally more like southwest vibe kind of yes deal and so that kind of like connects with it a little bit more like a little bit more earthy tones um definitely i do beach colors on request but you'll notice like i personally don't do a whole lot of blues but like if people are like oh do you have anything in blue like I'll do a whole set of dishes in blue just to be like, we have blue This is things. for you. <laughs> yes.
0: No, people really do uh, like a good blue. <laughs> uh, so speaking of other designs that you've done, and uh, very popular ones are those for spooky season. So like your ghosts and your witchy stuff and like uh, boo. I love those. And uh, those have been around for a while. Just
1: last year. Okay. I started doing them last year. I thought they would be cute. I know a lot of people who do cauldron mugs, but I was mm-hmm. like, can I do this in like my own way? And so yes. like I started just doodling like those little ghosts and like the boo and stuff like that. So
0: I just wanted to add like my own little like touch on it. You did. They're very so- I mean, you can tell when you look at that mug that it's an A&N ceramic mug. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? like
1: the other thing is I know it's very easy to use like clip art designs and, and stuff like that. And like, we're totally guilty of doing it too sometimes. So I wanted to kind of like, I know how to draw like yeah, I, so like you why do. why You're should good. why should i not just draw that yes um and stuff like that so and, and then also looking through clip art designs i'm always finding myself being like well that one i wish it was like that but like this but yes. like that but like this and then i'll be like i just wasted 45 minutes looking at things i could i could have just drawn in less time <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah so those are fun um I try to do some seasonal things just because I know that they're going to, like, sell. For sure. Um, and whatnot. Like, personally, I'm not, like, huge into, like, a Halloween. Like, I like Halloween, but I'm not, like, crazy about it. Yeah, it's not your personality kind of thing. It's just not, um... It's just not my thing.
0: It's <laughs> just No, no, that that's <laughs> okay. Know? Yeah. A lot of people she, as she walks into my house and there's Halloween decorations <laughs> out of her head. <laughs> we love Halloween in this house. Uh but even still you provide a product that people who are hardcore Halloween lovers will identify with. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, and it's like I like it's seasonal. Yeah. I totally
1: get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um and I like making them. They're fun. Like like making those little ghosts like all cute and stuff. They like, those cute. are fun. And
0: I mean they're just beautiful. Like eye catching. And you had made a post when was that? Last week, maybe, saying that people are already making <gasps> the pre orders and have been. So if anybody wants one, y'all they need to go through Etsy.
1: Yeah. So we pre so those ghost like halloween mugs are a made-to-order item yeah um because i wanted to keep them on the shop year round but they're pre-made so they have like a three to four week lead time depending on like how busy i am hopefully i try to get them to you way before four weeks yes stuff happens of course (laughs) um and life happens and stuff like that um but yeah so i was like a lot of people were liking them back in july i was getting all these notifications like so-and-so liked your etsy listing so-and-so favorited your etsy listing and i was like oh we get like five or ten a day and i was like oh my gosh what's happening like why where are these people coming from yes (laughs) and then um and then at the end of july somebody like placed an order for some so i was like okay i gotta i gotta i guess this is my sign this is the time to ramp up to start to begin (laughs) exactly and so um so yeah, then I was like, okay, well, here's a discount code and get them now so you can get them before Halloween.
0: I love otherwise, that. That's smart.
1: Otherwise, you'll get them
0: who knows when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is it too late to order one for Halloween time? Nope. Okay. It's the discount code expires at the end of September.
1: So you actually have all month. Okay, perfect. I
0: know I'm <laughs> not because I already know. Um, okay, that's super exciting. So that's at, um, I, had, I had to type it in a couple times. So it's actually A, A-N-D spelled out in ceramics on Etsy.
1: Yeah, because, like, so our logo and our business name has the weird little and sign that looks like a pretzel. (laughs) But apparently that's not, like, very friendly across platforms. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. So I had to, like, get creative with some of them. And it's weird because, like, you also can't have a period in your name
0: for your Etsy shop. Okay, because that's how I initially looked for y'all was with the period. Because
1: I was like, well, we'll just make it, like, our Instagram and make it easy or, like, our Facebook and make it easy. But Etsy's complicated and doesn't want any special characters at all – and no space, and I'm just like, oh, I guess I will come up with yet a third yes. rendition. Yes, <laughs> eight. Eight.
0: and in ceramics, like how many? Etsy. How many ways can I do this? Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, I think I saw it like that somewhere else. It might have been in y'all's website. I think so. That so that's what tipped me off.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but speaking of y'all's website, another really neat aspect of it that I can tell y'all put a lot of thought and work into was y'all's glaze library. So. First of all, I had never even heard of a glaze library until I saw your website. And apparently there's two different kinds of glaze l- libraries. There's electric and gas.
1: So, yeah, so there's... Break it down for us. <laughs> so those are actually just the type of firing method. Okay, and there's method. Those are the big ones. So we have like gas, which is a reduction firing and then we have electric, which is an oxidation firing. And then there's a bunch of other alternative firing methods, like raku. like, is something a lot of people may have heard of. A raku is just a different firing method mm-hmm. and at a different temperature. It's a different technique. Um, but the main ones that we use are, we classify them as, like, electric or gas. And a lot of the glazes we use are actually the same glazes. They're just fired differently. Yes. Um, and so... In reduction, what happens is different chemicals are given off in their little atmospheres around their pots. That's the gas. Yes. And (laughs) so like they give different chemicals are given off and make a different atmosphere around the pot. And like they leach chemicals from this one and that one and all that fun chemistry stuff. And it's because there's no oxygen in, in the kiln because it's a reduction environment. So glazes end up pulling oxygen from other glazes in the kiln so that's how you get like really bright reds mm. or some purples and like really fun glazes with what we call movement so they have a, like a little bit of depth to them it's not yes. like just like i painted color solid color
0: on yeah it's not just like flat
1: yeah so things that have like depth like that usually come from a reduction firing because like cool things are happening Mm -hmm. um in electric it's ox ox or oxidation so like cool things are happening in there too they're just it's in the presence of oxygen so a glaze that we use um that comes up blue in the electric kiln comes out like a deep deep red in reduction okay so there's like you'll hear potters and stuff refer to like copper reds as um a thing and that's usually like indicates it's a reduction firing thing Mm -hmm. um there's a glaze that we use that's like brown in electric is brown and then when it gets fired in gas it's like this bright tomatoey red color
0: (laughs) yeah like what a difference it is yeah
1: and so it's also like it's not just Part of it's a temperature thing, too. Like our electric kiln, we typically fire to what we call cone 6, which is like a certain just temperature range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the gas kiln goes up to like kiln cone 10. Okay. So it's just a little bit higher. Okay. Um, and so it's just like, it's different. There's like different clay bodies that go in each kiln, this and that. You can get cone, a cone 6 clay body, a cone 10 clay body, this and that. There's a lot of technical aspects there to it. There is a lot of technical <laughs>
0: aspects to it. Because yeah, when you're looking at the glaze library, the one that comes to mind right now is like the Mardi Gras glaze. Mm-hmm. So complete, I literally scrolled back and forth and I'm like night and day, like you would never know that it was the same glaze, mm-hmm. just fired differently.
1: Right. And like Swatchy Lavender does the exact same thing. And it's it's just like, or cream Purple. Like Do you Kring, y'all come up with the names? No. So okay. those are actually glazes from the Berry Brown Clay Studio. Okay. Some of them are formulated there. Some of them are free online on mm-hmm. a website called Org, which is like a huge glaze database of every, like ceramics people love sharing. That's so so they're just so cool. like here's my glaze recipe, and here's what I found, wow. and here's my test tile, and here's what happens, and it just um I love that vibe. <laughs> so there's a lot of it that you can find on there if you're just like and and it, a gla- by glaze recipe, it's literally like a cooking recipe. You're like fifteen percent this, fifteen hundred grams this, fifteen hundred
0: grams. That's amazing. And
1: so you just say, like, oh well, this glaze is fifteen percent X, Y, and Z. So if I want to make a thousand grams of this glaze, then multiply it by a thousand. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it's literally like cooking.
0: (laughs) Well, but I mean, but even still, you know, it it has to be precise for you to get the result that you're wanting.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can definitely mess it up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or if you mix up an ingredient, because a lot of the ingredients, like they're not like, they all look like white and gray powders bags so you it's really hard to be like really well that if you if it's not properly labeled you're like well that one is blah 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 and you're like no 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 that one is bubbling you're like how do you know they're both white powders (laughs) (laughs) really that's how it comes in its raw form yeah and you just hope that they labeled them correctly (laughs) (laughs) wild (laughs) and like that you labeled them correctly too (laughs) exactly oh my goodness you're like well that was a happy accident and it's kind of a funny complaint in the ceramics world so when you get your raw materials they come in these brown big bags kind of like a concrete bag almost and you have to like look for the label because it's not like big and bold on there like this is ball clay like they usually say like have like the big brand and this and that and then like there's a little thing maybe like a quarter inch big on the bag somewhere tucked in a seam that says like what it actually is. And you're like,
0: where is it? <laughs> but I love that you know <laughs> to like look like in all these like obscure little places. That it's, is so funny. It's
1: just like, it's kind of a joke of the clay world. You're like, why can't we just put this like
0: yep. big on the bag? Make this it is very this obvious. <laughs> very, very obvious for me.
1: Yeah. And so like sometimes people refer to ingredients not by like what it actually is but like just by the brand on the bag because you're like oh yeah like that that thing (laughs) I recognize that thing on the bag because it's huge like but they don't say what it
0: actually is yeah yeah. so I uh it it sounds uh, first of all I love that the community loves to share and I also love that like y'all y'all share in the same kind of like little irks about (laughs) these products like I think that's so hilarious So there was another post that you made that I really enjoyed and this was almost like a fusion between your love of sculpture and your love of ceramics and you made what you called a teapot and it wasn't a functional teapot. It was like a sculptural (laughs) ceramic teapot. Yes. That was a really cool thing to see because it, I could see like the teapot concept, you know what I mean? And you were like, it's sometimes it's, it's. Uh, good to do th- make things for fun, even if it's not necessarily functional.
1: Yeah, it was so that was actually something I made for the annual Barry Brown Clay Studio show. Wow, that they have every year. And yes. I was like, Well, the show's coming up, and you make something. And I was like, I'm gonna make a mug, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm gonna make a mug to show at the Arts Center or whatever. So and, like, the that show is really cool because it allows members of all levels to showcase, like, what they do, how they do it. If they're a beginner, if they're just making pinch pots, like, they're allowed to showcase, like, everything. Like, it's not... Like, it's a juried show, but they don't... Like, the juror just picks out the awards. It's not about, like, I accept this into the show. Yes. But I was just, like... I had been making a lot of pots, and I was, like, I'm tired of making bowls mm-hmm. and mugs and round things. And, <laughs> like maybe like I don't know let's just have some fun with it and um so I I made a bunch of donuts like just hollow little donuts yeah and then I was like well let's just play with these and so I started like slicing them together and like putting them together and I was like I'll make a teapot and you did (laughs) and so that was that was actually really fun um I like have always I want to get back to that and doing a little bit more like sculptural work but there is kind of like this mental divide between Or, like, for me, at least, between, like, my functional pottery that I sell, like, for A&N Ceramics, and then, like, more of, like, the fine art stuff that I want to do. Yes. um, There's kind of, like, a mental divide, but I also, like, there's a, like, I have to be in the right headspace to do that, too. Because there's times I'm, like, overwhelmed by concept and idea and this or that. And I'm like, I can't like work on that. I'm just going to go make stuff on the wheel. And yes. then there's times like I'm sitting on the wheel making stuff and my mind is like a gazillion miles away. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, I should be making something else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, but and I think it's cool that you honor that. You know what I mean? But you also honor how you how you're feeling at the time. So like you said, if your minds and your heart aren't quite in. You know to making whatever it may be you know then you'll focus somewhere else and i think that that's really admirable so for anybody who maybe wants to dip their toe into ceramics what advice would you give them take the class at the barry run clay studio yes it's so cheap relatively speaking for
1: like what you you get Mm -hmm. and like it's a really immersive class we have like an intro class which is like you make stuff one day and it's all hand building and that's what I teach, and then you come back the second day, like a couple of weeks later, and then we learn about glazing. Um, but it's a really in-depth class. It's like because it's a lot of information, as you've heard through this conversation, just a lot of technical things. Yes, and it's like clay shrinks. This happens. It steams. Is that like you know this firing method, that firing method, glaze. This is how this works. This is what happens. in the-
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> in a this lot phase. And, to really um, master it. You- yeah, yeah,
1: and like I want my. St- it's a lot easier to send students to the wheel class once they already know how clay works like once you know the basics of like okay I make this thing and I attach it this way and this is basically just dirt and then it gets (laughs) goes into the kiln (laughs) and then it gets fired to like a high temperature and then it comes back to me it's a different phase I glaze it and then like this is what glaze is and like how to think about glaze and what happens with it and then like they don't have to think about that in the wheel class but like if they've already taken the yes. hand building class yes um but like some people just want to jump into wheel and like good for you mm-hmm. but it's also really overwhelming to be learning that proce- part of the process and the wheel because the wheel yes. is already difficult on a on its own Mm -hmm. like a lot of people think like it it happens every month like we'll have like there'll be somebody who comes in who thinks they're gonna master in four weeks yes and you meet once a week for three hours four times which is a lot yeah but it's like playing an instrument playing a sport like you kind of like have to practice and practice and practice and practice like right now like i would like it doesn't take me that long to throw like a mug form. And whatnot, but it's 99% of it is muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, not about – I don't I don't know. That's all I can describe it to is, like, muscle memory. Like, yeah. my fingers just know the right pressure. They know what to feel for. They're like, that's too that's thin. So that's cool. too much. Like you it, but
0: Watching you do it really is like watching somebody play an instrument. I mean, cause <laughs> you can tell, like, every movement is very uh, specific. Like, everything is – you know what I mean? Like, there's a purpose for it all.
1: Right. Yeah, it's, it's all... It's very intentional. <laughs> yeah,
0: intentional. That's the word I was looking for. Um, okay, that's incredible. So anybody who is thinking about getting into ceramics, definitely be taking a class with Nicole to learn the fundamentals at least before you... I mean, you know, do 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 with this information what you will, but then, you know, you can do the wheel class next. Um, any pop-ups coming up?
1: Not in... Corp- I mean, we'll be at... Um... The surf the surf museum. Okay. For surf toperfest. Okay, on cool. October twenty second. Okay, excellent. And so then, um that that's here in Corpus. We're going to Fredericksburg this weekend for um, Labor Day weekend. Okay. And then we'll be in Dripping Springs at the end of September for their, uh, for 12 Fox Brewing, yes. their Foxtoberfest. Toberfest. I like
0: <laughs> that uh, brewery. That's a nice little brewery. Yeah. Um, so if anybody's going to be going to Fredericksburg or Dripping Springs in the near future, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> you can also find A&N Ceramics products at K-Space and at uh, Driftwood.
1: Yes, so we have pour over we make pour overs for driftwood yes. as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm talking I've seen your stuff at K Space and I want to get something every time. It's amazing. <laughs> but if y'all don't feel like venturing out, there is always the Etsy shop and if you want to get one of those spooky season mugs now is the time because there's a discount code also if you're not following a and n it's not and a. N. Ceramics <laughs> on instagram please make sure you do it's i mean fantastic i just love seeing everything y'all post nicole i think you're incredible um i learned so much from you today i'm very strongly considering taking um the, the class with you and uh just continue to do your thing i just think you're amazing and thank you for being here
1: thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure.